Hello, Chris. Hey, bud. How are you? <laughs> hey, bud. I'm uh, I'm well. Just just a little sweaty. Looking, yeah, at, bro, looking did, at Twitter. Did you hit a workout, or is it just because the AC is off during renovations? I just did. I just did a little jump rope in the park. How did it go? It, I I had a yoga mat on top of on top of grass, dirt type of situation, so it was a little tough, actually. Why would you put a yoga mat down and not just raw dog? Because it's hard to jump rope on grass. Oh, I didn't really think about that. Well, there's a lot There's a lot about the jump roping world that you need to learn, Chris. <laughs> I mean, I think that's true. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I don't care. Uh, so it doesn't look like I'm going to learn that stuff. I, I only have so much valuable brain space, TJ. We know. Um uh let's 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 give a quick thank you to everyone who who purchased our our new shirts oh yeah yeah thank you guys for um you know um doing the right thing and uh you know <laughs> supporting supporting the best podcast on the airwaves um yeah, don't rest assured you did the right thing <laughs> yeah and and for those who missed out um I apologize. Uh, these products go very fast. We are doing a reprint of the Harvard Crimson Gone logo tee long sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, should should arrive um, in beautiful Glendale in you know between seven to ten days. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you're coming around to Glendale, Chris. Well, we had a pretty good day yesterday, bro. I mean, you know, Jason and I had had hung out yesterday um and played tennis and then uh had dinner we also went to one of patronized one of my favorite glendale establishments yoga Ert. Mm-hmm. um which for those that are not familiar it's a it's a uh vegan soft serve location um that just i mean that shit slaps boy i don't know what else to say it really does slap doesn't it i don't it's it's, it's the type of thing that i usually I'm not not skeptical, but it just it never really delivers for me. You know, eating eating vegan ice cream or or vegan dessert treats, it's always a little. Mm. But uh, man, is it good? It's so good. It's and, so good, and like like um like like Smucker's jam with the name with the name like Yogurt. It's got to be good. Exactly. Yes, they would be. You can't it, think of a worse name for a a soft serve place. It's one of the worst names I've ever I've ever seen or heard. Um, but they all, they have a I mean it must be going well because they do have a second location in Echo Park. So you know, um, yeah, it's pretty. Uh, you know, it, it's I guess it's exciting to think that somebody who created a business called Yoga Ert is making you know a a pretty comfortable living in this world right now. Well, I mean, I think you know, soft serve is comforting even if it's vegan. You know, so when the world's crumbling. Around you, paying ten dollars for a vegan soft serve warms the heart. Thank fucking God. Um, I had, you know, I had a few people asking on Twitter how the how long gone uh, tennis showdown went, and I'm happy to say that Jason beat me. Um, <laughs> you know, I was not I, expecting you to say that. You are you were happy to say, it, but go on. Well, Jason, you know, I think people that listen to this podcast, you know, probably think that I am you know, just such a superior athlete, which I think in a lot of ways I am. They don't um, think that they know that, but it's, but it's nice. It's nice to be the underdog for once, you know? So now I have to come from behind to dominate you, um, mm-hmm. in, in, on the court. And I think that backdoor I black you know, coming from behind. 
backdoor black always comes from behind. Um, I don't know if, if, you know, that will be possible in the next three weeks. I probably, I think so, because after seeing, you know, you know how to hit the ball, but again, your fitness just isn't there, but your mm-hmm. reach kind of makes up for that. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a very, it's very challenging to play somebody of your stature. And I, I don't mean stature like in the world. I mean, stature uh-huh. physically, right, physically right, only. Right. Um, I do, you I do say, have would, an unfair advantage with my um, with my better body. Is that what you're saying? Uh, longer, thinner, less muscular body. Um, that that's it. But yeah. but it's I you mean, are you are. I mean, I will be fair and let the record s- state that you are one of the most jacked people I know. Uh, I'm I'm I, I would I would say I'm the most jacked member of this podcast. I mean, That's what are, I would say. You are fucking ripped as fuck, and th- <laughs> it's not it's not easy playing against somebody who has that many you know tens of pounds of of bulging muscle mass. Well, what happens is also I, I I did notice that your one of your weak points is that when I charge the net like a bull, looking. To rally, mm-hmm. you your your little pinhead ass gets a little spooks and hits the ball in, into the net. I, and I that happened multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know I love an unforced error. That that's how how you really win. Right, right, right. And then um, we just haven't really figured out a way to win yet. But yeah, you are correct about <laughs> that. And um, you know, also, you know, for every time that you did charge the net and I did, uh, unfortunately seal my own fate by hitting the ball into the net, there were, there were also many times where I did successfully hit the ball right into your, uh, you know, penis area, causing you to, <laughs> to kind of flail wildly and then, you know, produce some sort of racket in your abdomen area that then, you know, either allowed the ball to, you know, peg you in the nards as it were or <laughs> to alternatively just you know simply produce a ball that then you know barely trickles into the net on your side causing me to win yet another game yeah, yeah no 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 look again i'm not a sore loser i'm i'm happy with i'm i'm i look facts are facts and tj won this round but these, this is going to go on for weeks yeah, it's it going to be it's and it's you're going to be keep getting better and better with every with every time I would like to is think your, is, so. Is, is, is your theory, and then, but will I exponentially get no. worse with time? No. Will I stay no, the same, or will I also you, continue to get better? You will not get better. You will stay the same. <laughs> you will stay the same. But you're also. I think we're also forgetting about the mental aspect of the game, which is somewhere that I can absolutely dominate you over time. Um, because much like Dennis Rodman, once I'm in your. Once I'm in your ear, bitch, I'm not getting out, you know. And I didn't talk that much shit yesterday because those nice Persian girls were next to us. But <laughs> mm-hmm. if we if if we were on if we were on you know a private court, just me and TJ one on one, the chatter would be nonstop. If it if it was prison rules on a secluded <laughs> yes. Malib- Malibu clay court, yeah, exactly. Then, uh, then you'd really get into this little this little head of mine, wouldn't you? Exactly, exactly. But again. It's not about who wins or loses. It's about the fun of the game and the sport itself and treating our bodies nicely. And but also, that, how it, cool is it when you can treat your body nicely, have fun, and then also win? Um, that, Jason, that is really, that's like extra cool, you know? It must be. I don't know that feeling. So that, that's, that's what I'm saying to you. I, don't, I, I cannot relate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I've had just I've had such a big week. I'm just really wearing myself out. You know, been driving a lot, so I I, I wasn't. You know, I, you got I feel Maserati like I, fatigue. Uh, yeah, the the Mozzie, um, incredible and comfortable ride. But going back and forth to Malibu one day, and then the next day going back and forth to to uh, Costa Mesa is just really a lot of car time for a New Yorker. Yeah, I mean, you're doing all of the stuff that people who actually live here like truly dread and avoid at all costs. And but you you were sort of doing it, you know, voluntarily, which. I like to see. I'm in. I'm into that kind of stuff. But you know, one could well, say you've you've made your own bed. Uh, I have made my own bed, and I'm doing it in the lap of red leather luxury, so I don't mm-hmm. feel too bad. But I just and you thank know, you for letting I, me uh, letting me put 200 on the dash yesterday in the Mozzie. Yeah, Jason trying to trying to you know give me a little neck problem uh, mm-hmm. in the in the flats of Glendale. Mm-hmm. Um, but we made it, you know. And I think that the you know. Everybody's like, oh, the traffic is so mellow now because there's nobody around. Bitch, there's traffic, okay? <laughs> and it ain't it, it ain't as bad, but like I, I, I also discovered something I'd never discovered before, um, which is which is driving back uh on the PCH into the Malibu Canyon mm-hmm. and then through Balabasas and, and back to the Hollywood Hills, which was honestly very scenic. And I really I think I might be the first person to ever listen to Natalie Merchant in a Maserati driving through Malibu. Natalie, of all the things to, to pull up on title, we did Natalie Merchant. First of all, I don't think something that white is even on title, but I could be wrong. Um, but, 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 uh, yes, I did. And it was a scenic drive and it, the, the weather was cooling. I'd been in the hot sun all day, taking a dip in the beautiful Pacific. Yeah, I know and that drive. It, it's, it is a good one. It's sort of, uh, it's a little foresty. It's a little deserty. It's, it's, uh, there you kind of get it, to go through some tunnels. It's nice. Yeah. I just didn't, I, I honestly had no idea that the variety existed in that short of a span. You know what I mean? Like you're, like you said, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's getting a little bit of everything in a, in a, you know, kind of 30 minute window yeah that's um, that's our cali version of uh going upstate to pick apples perhaps it's not about well, the destination it's about just wow like these the foliage i would absolutely never go upstate to pick apples so i <laughs> i wouldn't know what that felt like but um but my but jeff jeff hendrickson our, our mutual friend who was hosting me in malibu he he failed to tell me that i was going to drive right by the calabasas Erwan. Um, mm-hmm. so I wasn't able to stop there, which I feel like is, is something I should check off my list. Let's, let's you and I do that before, um, before your, your trip is over, because even though I live here, that's something I've never done. And it is on my bucket list as well. Okay. I don't great. even, you know, I don't plan on buying anything, but, uh, I do just, I do just do just have a scene report. I, I understand. And I also want to buy something, but I understand, um, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm the looking... only thing I'm leaving the Calabasas Erewhon with is 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 Khloe Kardashian's phone number. All right. Hey, let's go, baby. Mm-hmm. What's up? Get lose that. I'm as tall as Tristan. You know what I'm saying? I look good. <laughs> yeah, you ever you got TT? Now meet TJ. <laughs> you fucked up the letters. Um, <laughs> and and then and Costa Mesa was also wild. Like what a beautiful trip through newport and laguna and and california trump country um it's so funny i mean i really like when i was in orange county growing up you know i would say that costa mesa is the only 
city or was at least the only city in actual Orange County that had any type of culture going on, like that any like bars or clubs or yeah. or shopping destinations, like whatever semblance of, of that that we have in Orange County was only in Costa Mesa. And uh, it's, a, it's a strange feeling to know that Chris Black is, is in there. Well, our, our, our mutual friend, um, Christian Lennon, put me on to a new store in Newport Beach that kind of blew my mind. Um, mm. it's, it's like, it, it's the, it's basically the West coast version of Hirschleifers, the place I wrote about in long Island. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like this insane, like white mid century building on the port in Newport beach. Like boats can pull up mm. really my shit. I mean, it's a little more Gwyneth than I would go, but they do have Jill Sander, um, you know, and, and Dries. So, you know, if, if you're a, a woman and you're in Newport Beach, and you're looking for some high end designer fashion. I found the place for you. Little, little, little too Gwyneth for Chris really says, says a lot. Well, too, I mean, my personal taste, I think that right, I would love right, to right. Run, run into her there and share an espresso, but you know, I, I, I mean, you know, it's a little white linen, not white linen, but just like, you know, beach, beach stuff. Mm-hmm. That's not, and that's right not for, really your bag. No, I'm a real city slicker, Jason. <laughs> Known city slicker, Chris Black. Exactly. Um, but yeah, anyway, it's been an eventful few days here in Southern California. Um, we love it. But I'm happy to be planted, you know, in front of my fucking computer talking to TJ. And we do have a guest today. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lifelong born and raised New Yorker, actually, who's been on the ground um, you know, since since COVID hit, uh, artist Andrew Quo, um, who you might know from Twitter. He's very funny. He has a podcast called Cookies Hoops. Um, he contributes uh, very often to the New York Times, uh, represented by Marlboro Gallery in New York. Um, mm-hmm. He also has the Instagram account Earl Boykins, which I'm sure you follow. Um, oh, yeah, Earl you... Boykins, where uh, Milhouse from The Simpsons is his avatar. He, I feel like he's had that ever since I've been on Twitter. Legend, legendary meme account, um, and I like it because it's from like someone smart, and I, I, I. I, I I, you know what I mean? It doesn't so happen never too know. often with a meme. I mean, you know, fuck, Ex- fuck Jerry. You know, it's him and fuck Jerry are at the top of of the meme. Jason, if you, if, you, if you would have z- if you would have zagged instead of zigged, you could have been fuck Jerry. So wash your mouth. <laughs> uh, what is is fuck Jerry still pumping? Fuck Jerry, getting that baguage, boy. Yeah? Fuck Jerry, fuck, fuck Jerry, doing Miller Lite memes probably right now for half a mil. <sighs> That's that's a, that's no cap, bro. I'm I know, serious. I know, I know. Doing Miller Lite memes. No question. I mean, that's like those guys. Those guys kind of like don't go away. It's it's. I don't really get it, but that's just how it works. No one really cares. I mean, when it's that big, it's tough for people to actually care. Yeah, I mean, I believe they call that "fuck you, fuck you" money. I would agree. Um, well, before we talk to Andrew, just want to report some news. We work. Uh, just liked one of our photos on Instagram, so things are looking up. <laughs> Things looking up. Um, we, we need to further discuss WeWork and and social media because I also have some 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 WeWork activity going on wow. with me as Good well. Good to know. So they I'm must glad have, that they, they finally have... started following you from from my engagement. That's cool. I would say that's probably not what happened. I, I would probably say it's the other way around, but that's cute. Um, mm-hmm. All right, let's 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 call Andrew and stop arguing for people. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. 
There he is. (laughs) There he is. Uh, I see see someone's legs. That's me. I've been working out. Um, No, I, I, um, how are you, fam? I'm good, man. Nice, nice to meet you guys in in virtual spaces. Yes, thank you for joining us. We needed a real New Yorker to come on the pod and give us the fucking <laughs> report from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, are you guys in LA? Yeah, Jason lives in Glendale. I am in LA for the month of July in the Hollywood Hills. So we're we're covering all of our bases. Studio nice. City. It's nice. not Studio City, bitch. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I see you have headphones on. Do you also have mm-hmm. a podcasting microphone going? Holy shit! I could hook that up if you want. I wasn't sure if the no, would no, no, work. no, no, you don't, no necesito. But it looks like your 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 home setup is a little bit more podcast friendly than the average bear. <laughs> well, like someone else in this FaceTime, I just got a MacBook Air, so I'm just like Swag. hooked up to that. Um, yeah, no, it's yeah, everything, no, everything's no, no you sound good. good. We're yeah. we're pretty we're pretty lo-fi over here, King. It's not, you know. <laughs> We're about quality of content, not quality of audio. We've had people, right. you know, recording from just like a field, like out outside, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. acoustics not great. Cat Marnell, I think Cat Marnell used a flip phone in a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. With Iraq stickers all over it. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which again, it, it it places you in her sphere in a way that is good. I think overall, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, oh, great. Get the Asian on. He's all set up. Right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> we got Geek Squad on the pod today, baby. Yeah. Uh, are you – so have you been in New York the whole time? Have you left? Have you what, – what's the vibe? Yeah, man. I have been here the whole time. Uh, I wish I could claim that I, I had somewhere to go, but I had nowhere to go. So I've just been in my apartment in the Lower East Side. Uh, it's mm-hmm. been crazy. It is weird. <laughs> it's as weird as you want it to be. Wow, I mean that sounds like New York in the '90s or something. But I mean, can you cop heroin on the street? Because that's what I've heard. Ooh. Yo, it's it's crazy, and that's like let me get on my little soapbox here. That's what's <laughs> nuts about this whole thing. Like you walk around the East Village, Lower East Side, uh, any under any bridge, and you just see like people shooting up. It's just like in place, in plain sight. Shit. So New York is San Francisco now. <laughs> Pretty much, there's <laughs> human feces everywhere. That. That because I came I came back for a few days uh, to collect myself and make sure my apartment was still you know there um, yeah, yeah on Fourth and A and it, it the scene was bleak for sure um, yep. but I imagine it has gotten better in the last couple weeks or is it just weirder in a different way? It's weirder in a different way. It's cleaner because now all the restaurants have kind of staked their claim to real estate you know on the street. Yeah, but uh, and some of them, some restaurants look real nice. I got to admit, it looks looks like a a vacation to Europe or something. But um, yeah, it's still kind of weird here. The real quarantine lockdown was eerie as fuck. That was kind of a mind bender. And now it's it's a little bit back. But like to your point, I have a friend who told me it, it feels exactly how the '90s felt. Like everyone's chilling, everyone's talking. Everyone's talking about, you know, what's going on in their lives next to boarded up storefronts and like, yeah. people passed out on the corner. I mean, that is, um, I, I don't know. Have Well, have you eaten in a restaurant or are you against it? I am not against it, but I just, I've done takeout like twice and that's about it, man. I don't, it's not the same. Like when you're so sitting you're cooking in a restaurant, every meal. 
I am, I used to, and now this month I am just doing like the Amy's enchiladas, like the, the oh, veggie lasagna, no. you know. Oh, no. But you, you can cook, right? Cause you're a food daddy. I like to cook, man. Come on. Like, uh, I like to whip something up nice, but I, if I have to wash another pile of vegetables, I will crack, man. Do you yeah, have, do you have a salad spinner? No, I just like soak them. And then, like, drain them as well as I can, and I always end up with like a pile of soupy vegetables. So you're not, so you're using bleach as recommended, or just water? I'm trying to inject the bleach into. I see. Well, soaking in water—that is—that is the best way to do it. That is—that is, that is a, a true chef move. But then, when you're done soaking with water, you got to pop it in the salad spinner. I'll recommend the Oxo brand. It's available ah. at Target right now, and now that'll be—it's a thirty thirty. $30 investment that will make you fall in love with uh, vegetable cooking all over again. <laughs> I used to have one of those, but I stomped on that button too hard and shattered it. Ooh. Damn. Wow. Damn. When he's aggressive, when the customers are, you can hear the customers complaining from the dining room. You Big Willie wow. style. Damn. Calm down. Fam. So yeah, we were talking about a, a <laughs> salad, salad restaurant chopped on on the last last episode, are you familiar with this? Because I I I'm, I have had to learn and, and do some chopped research. Yo, chopped is a is a vibe in New York City. There used to be <laughs> lines for chopped. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of shocking to me because the degree in which they were are willing to chop your food basically just <laughs> looks like someone spit it out into a bowl. They go they go off a little bit. Yeah, that's we were talking about that where they where they have. Like these blades that they chop your yeah. shit up. So you could tell them, like when you're getting lined up at the barber, I want a number three, I want a number two, and they will they will fuck your shit up however fine you want it to be, where it's just a paste of carrots. Is that what it is? <laughs> Pretty much. And they they kind of like stretch and get fatigued. Like you'll roll up, they're like, fine chop. And they'll like kind of stretch it out and take a deep breath and go in like a Mortal Kombat movie. And, uh, and you know, like, I don't know. It, I'm not a nutritionist or anything, but that can't be good, right? Like you're just like messing up the entire food thing. I uh, I don't understand the fascination with the chopping itself. Like, what is the point? Like, is it just? I, I what's the point really? Is it like more digestible or something, or is it just like a fun trick to watch them do it? It's gotta be both, right? I don't know, Jason. What's your take on that? Thanks for asking, guys. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> you, you put fruits and vegetables into a blender, and you know, chopped. You know, hand chopping them is not going to come close to the damage done by, uh, you know, a Vitamix or something. Uh, I think it, I don't, I don't really think it destroys that much of the like nutrition on, you know, a microscopic absorbable level. But I, but I was mentioning last week that it does offer a lot of uh, bitter flavors depending on what you're chopping up. The more, the more you bruise and, and harm certain vegetables the more bitter it tastes which is bad but i was also i was looking up the chopped menu and they have a, a, a salad called the avocado which told me everything that i need to know about this restaurant i i are do they not have them in la or are they just no, sparse I don't think oh so. they don't have it oh okay that makes a little more sense we I have mean, we have one called mixed i think like m-i-x-t and that's yes. like that's like the under armor version of sweet green it's like it's just <laughs> yeah. not even in the combo <laughs> but you rock with tender greens which i'm not i've never been there and i'm not familiar with the setup who me yeah i thought you <laughs> rocked i thought you rocked the tender greens all right bro come on 
<laughs> it, ain't, it ain't tender on on here, bro. <laughs> it ain't. It's on site. It ain't. We ain't tender on this podcast. This is not um, 2011, dog. What What is ten? What do they have there, though? It's it, it's a it's kind of like a lemonade where you can get salads, but it's also like cafeteria style, like proteins oh, and sandwiches okay. and shit like that. I mean, there are some some pros to it. Like you can you can mix and match whatever you want, so you can have like a healthy ass meal, or you can just get like a plate of mashed potatoes. And they have they have cheap wine, so if you're looking for like an affordable and healthy um, pregame for the club, <laughs> I would recommend that if you're balling on a budge. Yeah, it sounds amazing. It does. I was about to say, yeah, on second it's, thought. It's, well, it sounds it, it it sounds similar to Dig In, which is a New York. Excuse me, Dig, who has changed their name to just Dig, um, which I actually like a lot. Andrew, do you like that or no? It's okay. What it's like, kind of like a meat American. Meat like whatever like it's a serviceable it's a serviceable soho lunch if you're not trying yeah. to sit sit down you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. i love a um, meeting three i gotta say uh have you been to dig jason no i've i i haven't dug but i like the new york <laughs> i like the manhattan salad culture where it's like places that have been there since the 70s and everyone just goes there for lunch and everyone sort of uh, like agrees without you know without speaking about it that like this food is you know it's it's mid but it is what it is and i'm in a hurry i'm willing to eat like kind of sweaty canned peas in my salad and then i think you begin to start liking it after a while well jason the difference between new york and la is that we actually work um so <laughs> you know we have to run back to our cubicle and sit down and scarf down that salad because sounds, we got it sounds like you have to you have to hurry right back up to your to your condenast cubicle so uh exactly so, so your boss at bon appetit can comment <laughs> yeah, exactly. on your feet pics exactly <laughs> exactly yeah exactly yeah I mean, but, new york sounds awesome uh <laughs> andrew though you do do a lot of food reporting on twitter um which i like to eat I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of it because it's 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 very um, distilled. You know, it, it, it's it's expand on the, that, my brother. Yeah, tell him because the format. Is no, I was Twitter, talking so. to you. Expand on what you mean by distilled. <laughs> it's just it's short and sweet, baby. It just hits you with a left, right, and then walks well, I, away. I have a good example of that that I that I actually pulled from his Twitter today. Oh, we love when Jason Uh-oh. does some research. We love right. this. This is this Let's is a, this is Andy quote. Yep. Trader Joe's is groceries for dummies. A one thousand percent. And I, that, I, right? I, 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 I felt that. <laughs> I, 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 but you, I won't go there because it's it feels cheap to me, and I don't like that. Oh, wow. as it's a person, me, right? it, well, I don't cook, so if I'm going to go to a grocery store, I want it to feel high end because I'm not there to buy a lot and save money. I'm just there to cop a few things and keep it pressing. So. Yo, Trader Joe's sounds like your spot though, because that place is for people who don't cook. Like, I agree. Uh, they have, they got really? Great, yeah, it's all frozen food, man. And oh, they, I see. I see. They do kind of a good job, so that's kind of what I meant by four dummies. And I'm definitely into those books. Like those books kind of saved an entire generation, right? The so, four dummies like, franchise, you mean? So tight. Like <laughs> I think that was a great. I have I have no problems with the Four Dummies brand. So did uh, you, did so have you owned Four Dummies books in your in your lifetime? I have tried like flash <laughs> programming Four Dummies Ooh. or like how to build a website Four Dummies. Like this was back in like two thousand. This is pre Squarespace. Yes. Whoa, my God. Way before Friendster, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Um, he's more, he's yeah, more I mean, of a cargo. He's more of a cargo collective guy, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> HTML for dummies is kind of the the quintessential dummy dummy book. I was so dumb, I didn't get past like ten pages, man. <laughs> it was insane. But you know, you you learn how to do anything, and you're gonna have to do it. So, uh, shout out to Squarespace. <laughs> Yeah, build I your beautiful new website today with Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I don't have – do you patronize local grocers or are you like a Whole Foods guy? I go local but not because I'm like ethical or anything. It's just Whole Foods is a pain in the ass. There's a lot of lines. So I usually go to like the Korean like deli grocery kind of situations mm. those work well i, l- I learned uh i heard from uh, from eddie wong that there's these places called bodegas oh, in new york <laughs> what are those like all right, all right. uh they're, so they're named after a popular radio show and showtime tv like a late night tv show so that show was a big hit and then uh, that makes a over. lot of sense it's right, pretty yeah. cool. Like in LA, you guys call them Seven Elevens, mm, but in New York, right. we we call them bodegas after the TV show. And in New York, yeah. it seems like you you form relationships with the people that work there, and they uh, become your your best friend. Yeah, it's really uh, like the politics of getting uh, chopped cheese are really complicated. You need to know the rules. <laughs> you need to know where you stand and where they stand. And hopefully you will have something to eat in front of your computer. Chopped cheese really had a big moment a few years ago, didn't it? Yeah. It was the, it was Jesus and Miro's fault, and then they got <laughs> a- AOC involved, and it became yeah. – it's so annoying. I mean, first of all, though, are those – I don't eat that kind of stuff. Is it actually good? I've never had one, but there's no reason it wouldn't be great, right? It's sure. just a hamburger chopped up with the American cheese on a long roll. Mm-hmm. Jason, have you had one before? I've I have not had one. Um uh, I, I I mean it does sound good on paper. It, it, like you just said, it's it's all the ingredients of a hamburger except it's all chopped up and then put on you know, made into a sandwich instead of on a on a hamburger bun. It sounds it sounds good. Um you know, I guess as a hood delight. Um, I, I don't I, I just I feel like is is it do people eat it? Is it? It's a late night staple, correct? It's not like a breakfast roll. I've seen people order it for lunch, definitely. Um, but yeah, it has to be drunk food. It's- yeah, I would be concerned if it wasn't, is, is my point. Um, Although, are we being a certain way? Because McDonald's is packed like all day long, every day. That's true. That, that is true. I I have not been in a fast food establishment in so long that the thought of it is truly shocking to me. But You're vegetarian, right? Yeah, but also I just don't I just never I guess like He's more he, so just a bitch though. That's also wow. true. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I let him talk to me like that, which I know you you wouldn't and shouldn't. Um, <laughs> I just like I, I guess I stopped eating fast food when I was like fourteen because I was vegan. And then I just never ate it again because I was just like, what? I don't know. What would I, you know? And I, I guess I did try In-N-Out a few years ago, and it wasn't good. So I wasn't super excited. Mm. Well, what if, what if they introduce all these, like, Beyond Burgers? And I'm anti-Beyond. I'm anti beyond. Oh, Str- Staunchly anti-Beyond. They, are, they already have those. Like, you can get Carl's Jr. and Burger King Impossible Burgers right now. Mm-hmm. But it, it, to me, it doesn't seem... It just it doesn't hit the same way. It's it'd be like buying 
like Apple products at the gas station or something. It just it just feels feels wrong. And also I, like the it's it's in the hands of of un uh, not un you know they they're not putting the love into it at Burger yeah. King. I don't think. Have you tried any of that though? Like in a in a fast food setting, or have you only tried it at home? I've tried it. I've tried it. Damn, both of you fools are slumming it. <laughs> uh, I just find Beyond like kind of disgusting and really hard to digest. Um, oh, interesting. Sure. Impossible. Impossible is a little better, but also, I mean, I've said this before. I when you grow up being vegetarian, like a Boca Burger is fine. Like I'm straight. Like that's what I'm used to, and I'm happy with that. I don't think that could be improved on without like making it more than I'm interested in. You're making my brother happy right now. Big He's, old cause, family. Because real heads know, bro. Like we've been in the game too long. Um, <laughs> we are also new- set in our ways. Well, I just don't think like I mean I saw some shit where they're making like a steak that bleeds, like it's but impossible, it's fake. right? Yeah, yeah, like who needs that, dude? Like we don't need that. Like that's like <laughs> That's like performative. I to think me. that food is right, only right. for people who are, you know, like just a Midwestern person who gets uh, like a diagnosis from their doctor that says they can't eat meat anymore, and then yes. they're just, you know, they don't know what to do, so they got to give give it a shot. The stuff that actually bleeds. Um, otherwise, I don't know who the who really. Cares but at one point, that. I mean, at one point, especially in LA, the Beyond shit was like sold out; like you couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which is which is truly insane to me. But I mean, you know, people. But I haven't had. I guess the most appealing would be the Burger King Impossible Whopper <laughs> with the because you get the f- flame broiled lines, <laughs> um, which seems pretty cool. But I I have not. Tried it. Does In and Out doesn't do it? Does it? Do they, Jason? No, In and Out would never. The only, the best homemade veggie burger, in my opinion, is from Houston's, which is pivoted now to be called Hillstone. Mm. Oh, I know a, all about a, Houston's. A mid-level, like nice restaurant um, that in Atlanta. There's there's one in Atlanta, but there's they're all over. But I, I they do a great homemade veggie burger. Um, highly recommended. Great to know. Mm. Oh, have you guys had Superiority Burger? I, I eat there all the time because I live close, but I actually get the burrito. Oh yeah, man, that is the best restaurant in the world, right? Like, I love is- it. I, I eat there once a week minimum. I love yeah. it. I'm so bummed that I have never been there, and I'm a huge fan. I I have I have his cookbook. It's a whole thing. And he was yeah. in he was in cool hardcore bands back in the day as well. What what, what band was he in, Andrew? Was he in Drive Like Jehu? No, he was not in Drive Like He was Jay. in Born Against. He was in Born Against. Oh, shit. Even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time, I think I saw him play, and he was like doing a late shift. I think he was still at Del Posto, and he rolled in like with his like Damn. chef stuff uh, late at night at like 1 so a.m. That is very sick. But Superiority Burger, I love, and I eat there all the time. I just wonder, like, what's the plan? I feel like that space is so small, it's hard to really make money. I know, right? And they just opened in Tokyo right before the Rona hit. So I don't know how that went, but like, Jesus, the timing for that. Yeah. They're primed for greatness, but I just assume that of everything. And then, 
you look around and no one's listening to jungle music, right? Sure, sure, sure. So I'm great, about to hit. great example. Um, I think probably in, J- in Japan, I mean, those are usually licensed deals, so it probably didn't really matter, to be honest, like as far as like the bottom line. Um, also, thank but, you for saying the Rona. I feel like I haven't heard that that phrase in a, or that word in, a, in like a couple months, and it, it takes me back. It's, it's a throwback. Is it disrespectful? Should I apologize for saying the um, Rona? I don't think it's. I don't think it's disrespectful. I mean, you know, it's as it's as disrespectful as you know, calling herpes the the herp or whatever. You know, <laughs> calling uh, you know an STD the clap instead of. Whatever, right. I don't. Know, do we do we need do we need to put respect on diseases' names? Like, is that <laughs> no. is that necessary? I think we do only because <laughs> if you were affected by it, you might be like, "Yo, that's not funny." I'm like, "That is not funny, man." But the Rona isn't a. It's no joke. But like, uh, I don't know. It just rolls off my tongue a little bit, and then mm-hmm. I realize like, all we do is argue about language. So why is that not on the table? Mm, and, and people do like putting the word the in front of a disease <laughs> yeah. like uh, yeah, I yeah i got the cancer um yeah that's true it gives it more power than it deserves in my opinion you know what i mean but i i don't have it so what am i who do i what do i know right right yeah andrew uh, do you have coronavirus no but i have not gotten checked i thought i had it probably well then we did. don't then i don't we don't know if you don't have it if you haven't been checked bro why are you saying so confidently yeah, there we go. I don't know is a better answer. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> I assume I had it, and I assume I'm a carrier. But who, like, what? This is like a you definitely, conversation, right? Like, you're definitely giving me super spreader energy. <laughs> um, um, did you? Did yeah. you? Uh, that sounds like a, a future lot. song <laughs> about a about a promiscuous gal. About him having ten kids by ten different women. Um, it's like Father's Day over there. <laughs> is but I do. I mean, I know a lot of people who had it for sure. I'm sure you do oh, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but kind of early, early phase, early days. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a whole a whole bunch of my friends were hanging out, and they were all bedridden for a month. Damn. Uh, I, I assume I was. I probably had it. Uh, a version of it. I mean. I just assume that it happened, but I feel good. I don't know. And I feel terrible. You can talk me into anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, no, big, 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 same. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, well, the problem out here now is you can't get the, the tests because there's a spike in LA. The tests are backed up, so you can't really get an appointment, um, yeah. which I don't, is tough. it easy? Is it easy to get one in New York, though? I would imagine nothing is easy in New York because that's the whole point of the city. Yeah. I mean, if you could make it there, you can make it anywhere. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, my doctor's really cool, and he gives me all these updates. And basically, his vibe is it doesn't really mean anything. If you want one, I can do it, but it's not quite accurate. And yeah, a lot happens between you taking the test and me giving mm-hmm. you the results. So, like, if it makes you feel better, absolutely come in. But it does not make him feel better. Wow, yeah. it must be nice to have a private doctor, Jason. Do you hear that? Um, I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I have a doctor that I email or text with. I don't know about you, Jason. Uh, I know I do not. Um, and that sounds like a cool thing. Yeah. I just have to, I just pull my car up into a, uh, a major league baseball stadium and sit in there for, <laughs> for four hours. And then, uh, some guy yells at me to throw a Ziploc bag into a trash can. <laughs> so America is killing it. 
Uh, Wait, did either of you get the the swab to the back of the dome? Like I, I didn't get the, the brain. Way. I didn't get the brain prick. I think they've kind of dis, not discontinued, but slowed it down. That sounds horrible. Like, it, it's it's really weird to think about. I agree. Yeah, like, if, I if don't, someone is going to go all up in there, I better I better leave with at least a septum piercing, or else it's not really worth it. <laughs> That's why you know I remember getting my septum <laughs> pierced, and that sensation was. Both pleasurable and painful, which is what piercing is supposed to be. Right. You got you got a little <laughs> pleasure from it. It's yeah, it's because it's like a weird. I mean, I also, I mean, this is I really shouldn't admit this, but I also um, I kept a a plug in my septum when I was in high school and stretched it a little bit. Um, Are you like, horny like, for piercings? This is no, new. this is no, new. No, Wait, this is what year was this? You're, you're this a little Dennis Rodman years? ass. No, it was 97, 98. Give me a fucking break, dude. Oh, so this is post Jim Rose Lollapalooza, right? <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. This is this is but but I couldn't get tattoos yet, so I had a few piercings. As soon as I could get tatties, the, the piercings came out. Okay, but do the, you get the same amount of sexual horniness from tats <laughs> or is it piercings only? Um I only I only remember it with the septum. So I guess uh, I guess just piercing. So she, didn't she likes a little nose play. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, well, it didn't hit with my LeBray piercing. Uh, the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. So that one was just more painful. And unfortunately, you know, if I, if I, you know, if I have an important photo shoot coming up and they ask for me to, for me to shave clean, you know, they can see the scar. Which, uh, which the one is the, for our listeners at home who aren't familiar with the LeBray piercing? The LeBray piercing is the lip, um, the, the middle lip. Yeah. Like if you were to, mm. if you were to, be not a star member of newfound glory for example you might have you might have that piercing a tertiary yeah, member of newfound glory right yeah if you're the touring if you're the touring keyboard player of newfound glory you, de- you definitely you got that have on. and then and you kind of make your your whole personal brand around it a little bit as yes. well yes well i'm lucky that i didn't do a side because that has negative connotations of like blink 182 uh, negative. Yeah, yeah. Negative. You think it's cooler? Yes. Everything that's associated with that band is better. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, so, uh, so LeBray is in the middle, like bottom lip. Yeah. And, and then yeah. there's, and then you you could also do the Blink 182 with the little side flavor. Yeah, the all the small things is what I call that. <laughs> um, that yeah, to, to, the, to the to the left to the right. Yeah, I um. Jason, you had your ears stretched, which is arguably worse. Yeah, oh, but my my penis wasn't getting hard because of it, though. Is the real <laughs> is what I'm taking from this. Yeah, I, I did have my ears stretched, and I am not proud of it. Did you? But they don't. You, I don't see any like scars, so you're good. No, no, no. And I also stretched it myself, like a like a freak. real man. Mm-hmm. Andrew, did you have? Did you have any piercings? No, I never stepped to that. Um, Must be it, nice to grow up in New York City where you know what's cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we, we had to sort of feel around in the dark. <laughs> I'm covered in the worst tattoos of anybody I know oh. or have seen, but uh, no piercings. But that wasn't really my scene. Like, I never smoked a cigarette, never done hard drugs, but like, like beers and get uh, tattoos. So oh, you're like a do- stick and poke daddy. Yeah. So bit. you said some of the worst tattoos are of all time are on your body. Let's let's hear some of these, Chief. You haven't uh, seen Jason's, but go ahead. <laughs> I mean, one my friend who was amazing was uh, an aspiring tattoo artist, so she would practice on me. So they're not oh. 
bad in concept. They're bad in execution. Respect to my friend, who's the best, who's mm-hmm. a nurse, who turned out to be a great nurse instead. But I got like an X Files tattoo that says I want to believe. Mm. I have like a, <laughs> I have a basketball missing a hoop by accident. Uh, <laughs> I got like, a, a Bart Simpson that doesn't quite look like Bart Simpson. I have like two cats that look like gerbils. Uh, I have Damn. a Reaper with a basketball that says Knicks on it. Uh, they're not. So good, you have man. a lot of you have a lot of tattoos that somebody who has a pretty good Depop store might have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Very big Depop energy from those tats. Yeah, not great, but also, if I went back in time, would I do it again? Probably. You know, I, I have a that. lot of. Uh, I have a lot of tatties, and I agree. And somehow, I don't have anything I'm embarrassed of. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I don't know like, how I had the foresight. <laughs> what do you got? Just only traditional tattoos. So, like, nothing. I mean, I have an Oasis tattoo. I have a Morrissey tattoo. Wait, um, talk to me about this Oasis tattoo. What does it say? Live forever. That's um, that's amazing. Um, I have to, I have done to death. I have my my business name. I do have. I do have a heart. Got my LLC tatted on my chest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You little guys, you got, just got your LLC. Guess what, bitch? I got it tatted. Um, Employee identification number. <laughs> exactly. exactly. You want my EIN? I'll show it's on my third thigh. Um, I, ha- I do have a heart with the word jokes across it in cursive. Um, that's probably the only one. That was with a friend who we're no longer friends. No, there's no beef. We're just not friends anymore. So it's one of those situations. Um but overall, Jason has some stuff that I probably wouldn't personally get. Wow. Yeah, I have um, I have the same tattoo that Master P has on his arm, which is uh, from his the Ice Cream Man days, which is a <laughs> ice cream ice cream cone uh, in a waffle cone <laughs> that is wearing a bulletproof vest, and the the ice cream cone has two muscular arms on either end that are holding guns. <laughs> in, in his version of the tattoo, it says the phrase about it, about it in, in a nice traditional script underneath it, but I did not choose to get that. Is it is it done well? Or is it done like... I would say somewhere between... Uh, it, it doesn't have like stick and poke comedy tat energy. It's, it's, it's done just like a... It's like a total replica like i brought in a a picture was, of master p's arm to the tattoo shop it was shop done was in like, a tattoo shop this. it was done in a proper tattoo shop by a oh, professional okay, okay. what yeah, what's no, the no other shade. what logo don't you have a another business a business logo uh, senior fish <laughs> <laughs> there's okay. uh, it is a it is a fish that has sort of taken on the persona of like an old mater d from a from a restaurant <laughs> I know exactly. I can see it right now. It's, and, that's fantastic. And he uh, he's wearing a, a sombrero hat. He has like a nice mustache, and then he has his <laughs> forearm holding uh, yep. holding like a dinner towel over it, the way a maitre d might. And then he is he is uh, he's not he's sitting on a fishing hook, um, using it. Basically, he's 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 outsmarted the fisherman. And is <laughs> just using the hook as a means of transportation, and he has not been uh, hooked by the barb of the hook. Is it a human arm or a fin? It's a fin. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good it's question. A, it's uh, fantastic, man. When you describe them, they do sound very cool. I have to say, don't yeah. you have an alligator too? Uh, yeah. Well, that one. That one is is like is like old, like 
no, no, 1950s um, tattoo flash. But that's, yeah, it's, it's an alligator who's sort of laying, it could be a crocodile. He's laying on his side in like a very casual lounging position. And he's holding like a, a cartoon mug of frosty beer that's like overflowing. Uh, and he has a cig in his mouth and he's wearing a top hat. So he's sort of like a, a socialite playboy, right, right. You know, great Gatsby type of character who's just, you know, living a, a pleasurable life. Um, and also happens to be a, uh, an alligator. These are very complex and fantastic tattoos. I kind of I, I I thought I went into this making fun of him, and now I'm coming out of it. And I'm very familiar with these tattoos. I see this yeah. idiot a lot, and he loves to wear tank tops, so it's like pretty easy to see them. Don't wear tank tops, but, Jason. The lies just continue. But I but. But I'm very familiar with these tattoos, and that I never think about them. But now that he's describing them, it makes them sound poetic and 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 you know, necessary. Even I would say, yeah, yeah, and that means a lot coming from a guy who has uh, <laughs> a tattoo of Morrissey tattoo. Speaking of you know poetic, well, Which, what kind is it? How well, does Morrissey tattoo look? It's pr- it's pretty embarrassing. Um, it's uh, it's the word unlovable across my heart. Um, Yo, I used to DJ. Ooh, let's go. I'm down for all of this. Oh, you um, did more. I forgot you did. You did Morrissey Night, right? Yeah. Like, this is all great stuff, man. Like, uh, <laughs> Ben Cho, rest in peace, used to give everyone sick and, sick and pokes uh, after hours uh, sometimes uh, to all my friends. What did he Yeah, mostly to all my friends. To all my friends is a, is a classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I always, I'm not a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of Morrissey and the Smiths. I'm not like a huge super fan, but if I did see him on the street, I would I would get the signature on the arm and, and get a tat. Get a tat just because that's like a tat rite of passage to have, you know. For sure, it's his handwriting is so blessed. Like that signature is top of all time. Yeah, and the fact uh, that he intentionally makes it look worse because he yes. knows you're going to get it tattooed on you, no matter what it is, is <laughs> right. also very cool. Have you ever had a Morrissey interaction, Andrew? Nope. No, I've just. No, you, I have you've not. seen him a lot, though. I've seen him a lot, but I've never Same. had an interaction. Have you climbed on stage and held a piece of his Gucci shirt in your teeth? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not my teeth. No. Well, then you're not really down, bro. Have you I hugged? Have, have you hugged Morrissey sweaty on stage? I've never hugged Morrissey sweaty on stage. Yeah, me neither. That's that's good. I don't even have a Morrissey tattoo, which is ridiculous. I should. Go that is, it. yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, when I'm back, I'll take you. My treat. All right. Andrew, we talk um, we talk a lot about shorts on this podcast, the, the clothing oh. item, not not films. Oh um, yeah, I, I saw. I had you a t- moment with shorts. Saw, <laughs> we can get into short films after this, but I, I saw you tweeting. Uh, <laughs> I saw you tweeted that you you were given a uh, a a pair of NBA game uniform XL basketball shorts, grown um, man size, grown yeah. man size, and you wear those. Oh, um, for sure. You wear those regularly. And I, I was just looking for a little bot, not a scene report, but a body report of what, what that is looking <laughs> like, where that, where the bottom of that inseam is hitting on your body. I don't know how <laughs> tall you are as a person. I am not tall. I am a <laughs> solid, solid 5'5". Five, 5'6 five. Five, on a great day. But, um, okay, okay. So that's why all my uh, medium, social media Medium king. Yeah, <laughs> Wiggins is a five-five basketball player, so that's why I use his name for everything. Oh, okay. But uh, so, f- 
much soothed the ridicule of many of my friends. For years, my uniform was basketball shorts and wallabies with no socks. Damn. Like This is fire. What are you talking about? I think so. Thank you. So what the, color? And, and, what and, color wallabies? The classic sand suede, high top, low top, black leather. What are we talking? Baby blue. No, oh, I didn't. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, I wish they were just the the tan low top suites. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, okay. Definitely. The originals, I would say. The the Gallagher brothers love those too, so I also love them. Walk us through the smell of a no socked wallaby. Very intense, man. <laughs> it's like all, all the most adventurous ethnic fermented foods like all wrapped into one, and like it I'm makes not- kimchi smell like Santal thirty three. Is what you're saying. <laughs> Don't let the style confuse you. I'm not flush with money, so I couldn't afford to like swap out these wallabies all the time. So <laughs> I had to commit the ultimate sin of wearing uh, no-show socks, which is a wow. Tra- that's a dark. Tra- bro. This podcast is over, Andrew. You're gonna have to pay from now. You're paying us two hundred fifty dollars for the next thirty minutes to talk to you about that. That's well, therapy. We have sponsors, never. dude. What the hell? <laughs> hey, dude. What the hell? <laughs> Yeah, there was a tipping point where I had to do something, and instead of buying, I have a, I do have a stack of wallabies because the guy at the shop told me that they were going to be discontinued, so I bought three. They were never discontinued. Now I have three. I should check the internet. Man. They would never discontinue. That's like their their claim to fame. How could they discontinue? It's this called. Is what it's, I asked you, you got you got scammed by a salesman. That's all. That yeah. Is. Which I you which know, I respect and I, I love. Damn, David David Z got your little ass. I I see what it was literally like David Z on Broadway. I know, of course. That's where yeah. I bought Wallabies there too. That's the spot. That's what they have there. That's what the uh, what team exactly. were these basketball shorts? If I can ask, only Knicks. Okay, Knicks. So I mean, I we assumed, but just wanted to double check. So <laughs> so Knicks Knicks shorts, Wallabies yeah. with no socks, and then on top the shirt really didn't matter. On top, did it? Always plain white tee uh, to swap those out. Damn. So, the so, packs you, so you basically dress like Action Bronson is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I, see, yeah. I wish. An Asian man with a huge beard. Uh-huh. Yo, how, how, how was Action Bronson in The King of Satin Island and not Ghostface Killer? How did that Ooh. happen? Did you guys watch that movie? Uh, I didn't watch the movie because no. I love I love myself too much. Um, <laughs> but I would love to hear your quick does that, review. Does that mean that you paid paid the money to watch it, or did you do VPN Hive and torrent it like a like a like a real man? I don't steal. I paid twenty bucks, man. Thank you. Twenty, 20 hard earned COVID bucks. As a member, as a member of of a SAG member and a member of the Hollywood community, <laughs> oh. I thank you. I That's thank my you for that. Right. Exactly. I got a SAG tattoo across my chest. Exactly. I because those you for titties that. are the only thing sagging over there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you are not a member of the Academy. <laughs> Just because you live in Studio there. City does not mean you're on the lot, fam. <laughs> I'm body positive, man. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so in the movie, you know, Pete Davidson, I'm a big fan. I love Judd Apatow. I paid that 20 bucks. Okay. And Action Bronson shows up like three quarters of the way through. And I'm like, you're supposed to be the king of Staten Island. This is supposed to be about this neighborhood, Mm. which is only famous for the Wu-Tang Clan as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. And Action Bronson had a famous beef with Ghost because Action Bronson sounds like Ghost, which is fine. But, you know, the originator is allowed to have an issue with that. And yeah, and he kind of like he kind of like punked him out for a good couple of years, and like we would would talk shit on him pretty pretty heavily to where action was probably a little feeling some type of way from that. I assume. 
one of the greatest takedown videos ever posted to social, right? Was mm-hmm. when Ghost was like, I gave you I gave you a pass for a few years, but mm-hmm. let me tell you how I feel. Um but it, I mean it was a disappointing movie. I I, I thought Pete Davidson, I, I really like him, but maybe his story is better told without him in it. I don't know. They tried twice already, so what do you what do you like about him? I think he's funny. I think he's like his sense of humor is not of my like generation. I'm a yeah. Seinfeld guy. So I kinda like You're the way wait, you said you're a what guy? Seinfeld dude. You Got know, it. like okay. that whole generation. Um, Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like the way he tells jokes, and I assume it's funny because I laugh, but it's just a whole different way. I like him all, sometimes on Saturday Live, but his his outsized persona is ruining his career, I think. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, he he's definitely more comfortable in a Saturday Night Live atmosphere. In front yeah. of the camera, he's a little bit awkward. I, I thought Capitol get- would harness that, but. I need to watch the movie though. I mean, I because Judd you know, can only it, do so much. Yeah, Judd can only it's do so much. It's hard to mold clay when it's you know just made <laughs> out of cigarette ashes well, and shit. You know, Judd has a hard time leaving his office, you know, because he's jerking off to interviews he did in high school with comedians that don't matter. So it's it's like it's really tough for him to get movies made. So it's safe to say it was no forty year old virgin. <laughs> I mean, I got weird takes with this because I think like uh, Superbad is one of the greatest movies ever made. Like, it should be up there with, like, The Godfather to me. Oh, shit. I know, it's weird, right? But, like, we don't talk about comedies or action movies this way. And, like, we should. Because they're very difficult to pull off. And mm-hmm. I think Superbad is, like, one of the most influential movies of the last 20 years. It's I actually, I don't disagree. Movie. Yeah, I think it's very influential. I would agree with you 100% there. Yeah, like, why don't we give these Oscars to movies like we love? Like, just because we like it, it has you know, it gets disqualified from like the gatekeepers, whatever. You know, like movies are great all across the board, but shout out to Judd Apatow, who I think had some home runs, man. Yeah, Judd's doing good. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, th- I think Judd's fine. I would agree with Speaking you. Have you, Judd, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, Jason, please, by all means, you're the most important host here on this no, podcast. No, no, no. I've been I've been walking all over you all day. Let's let you squirt one out. I just I just want to talk about about painting during quarantine. How's it been going? Are you feeling the creative juices? Yeah, man. I set up a mini studio in my corner. It's all I do is like have a show on for eight hours and just like look down at a piece of paper and scribble a bunch of shit. It's been great, man. Um, there's also like no pressure to do anything great so it's been because you're on unemployment (laughs) i've been on unemployment my whole life (laughs) there's no employment so you really are an artist okay (laughs) yeah um but like you know it kind of like was a nice reset uh it's good man um not worrying about making things that would pass as good painting (laughs) has been has been fun you know are you still a? You're still doing the New York Times stuff. Still doing New York Times stuff. I got to do some op-ed stuff during COVID. I do charts for T Magazine. For yeah. The editor's note. Yeah. Uh, what stuff yeah. are you doing for the Times exactly? For our listeners who might not know. Uh, for COVID, I did like so my paintings look like charts, and there's writing underneath, and that writing is the key for these charts that look like uh, squares and lines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get to do those for op-ed when I can. I, you know, as a person who hates data, um, 
it's a <laughs> it's a beautiful way to digest it. I have to say. So like it, so, it does. so are you like hand painting these infographics, or are you creating these on a computer? For if they live online, I make them on, or in the newspaper, like the print section. I just make them on the computer, but mm-hmm. I I hand paint a lot of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. Tedious, but it's very calming. It's cool. I'm not sick of that yet. I also, I, I also, you went to RISD, right? I did. You um, know someone from RISD? Actually, no, I don't. Uh, but <laughs> um, I do. The, the only thing I know about RISD is Fort Thunder. Um, oh, yeah. Were you were, were you there for that era? Yeah, I was in the middle of all that. So I went, I started in 95, and that's when it kind of, they had, the Fort Thunder guys had just dropped out, and they had just signed, or they had been like a year in on their lease at the at the warehouse. So they were the first people I met, kind of. Shout out to like Brian Chippendale, Hassan Barucha, Lightning Bolt, all those guys. So I was in the middle of all of that. And I always tell the story, like there was a turning point in my life where I, I was a sophomore and they were like, do you want to move to Fort Thunder and like carve out a corner in our warehouse space? And I was strongly considering it and I said no. And that would have changed the entire trajectory of my life. So who knows? It's like, well, we, uh, it, could you explain what, I, what, what this is for people who don't know? Totally. It was like a, an art collective warehouse, but they were very fast and loose with like the idea of living in, in a normal space. And there was uh, silk screening going on everywhere. There was bands everywhere. The bathroom was like the developing room for photos and screens. Mm-hmm. And people lived in loft beds. I mean, at the time, a few years later, Brian Chippendale was... Uh, the drummer of Lightning Bolt was going out and getting like uh, roadkill and collecting it in in the space to fill up pinatas with. So it was like a, a very extreme living environment, uh, but wonderful people, awesome people, and they're still at it, man. They were, they're still. Why, are they? Why, why did you choose to not live there? I can't live like that, man. I'm a <laughs> guy, you know. Like I like, I don't know normal stuff like showering <laughs> yeah you know like I, I mean shout out to them i just i'm not hardcore enough man i didn't have it in me that was but that i think i don't know if they're responsible but that that kind of living was very popular in the hardcore and and punk scene because in atlanta there were multiple warehouses along those same lines that i spent a lot of time at where people built the rooms there was shows, there was a giant kitchen, there's a weird bathroom, but like that's the idea is this kind of like, I don't know if it's communal living necessarily, but it, but it's like, you know, people are more concerned with um, whatever they're making and they are with cleanliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gutter punk shit, like dumpster diving every night. Yes, yes, knowing, yes. Knowing when uh, places threw away good food. Like when the bagels, way. when the bagels hit the trash can, baby, you already know. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts, man. They throw away those donuts. I don't even think I would eat. I don't even think I would eat Dunkin' Donuts from the trash can. To be honest with you, I, I don't know if I could tell the difference between fresh and trash can. <laughs> Damn. I mean, yeah, it's man. it's real, but but I mean, RISD has produced a lot of, of talent, correct? I think so. Yeah, a lot of these, a lot of the artists making work now, and a lot of these bands have connections to RISD. Like Les Savi Five, F A V is film animation video. Uh, those were all film animation videos. Yeah, and they are, aren't they? Weren't they a backing band on late night TV? I think they still are. Well, For not not Seth Meyers. Me- Seth Meyers, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. They're really, still doing I didn't that, know that. Right? Yeah, it's pretty sick. That's like a cool way to like graduate to you know middle age. I feel like as cool. a band like that. 
Absolutely. Follow in the footsteps of Questlove, Chris Black's favorite. I really, I really can't stand Questlove. I really can't. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't even have a reason. Like I don't even know why I don't like it. I just, I, I, I don't know. I just find it all so obnoxious. I'm kind of with you there, man. I have no reason, but he does. He's not for me necessarily. He's ubiquitous too. He's he'll show up on Top Chef. He'll show yeah. up on my TV. He'll talk about music, and I forget that he was in the Roots, and then he'll talk about that. I also have no, but I also like the shit like the Roots and Common is my like nightmare. Like I have no interest in hip hop of that style. Common had some good records though. Like Water for Chocolate was actually a great record, right? I, I look, I believe all of that, but unfortunately, <laughs> I have no interest in discovering it. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. like I just don't. I, it's so weird. I mean, but I also just didn't. Uh, like real hip hop is not for me. Are you like not a native tongues guy? Like Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul. Ex- extremely not a native tongues guy. Like, like couldn't be further from a native tongues guy if I tried. Yo, tef- definitely. Well, you're Atlanta, right? Yes. Oh, why would you mess with New York? Yeah, you you guys took we the have our rap music. But I feel like it's weird for me because I do think that I mean the native tongue. It's so important, and so many people love it that I. But I've, I put yeah. it on. I, I put it on even when I was younger. I'm like, it's just kind of boring. But I also know that it like shaped like an entire sound, so I know it's important and like valuable. Maybe I, I maybe it didn't. Was it the end of something? Because I think what really shaped the sound was what was going on in your town, right? Because the native tongues, I mean, most deaf kind of was the last one that true, and that was twenty years ago, maybe. And see, like most deaf's a good example. I think he's so cool. Like I actually think not anymore. I think he's lost his mind. But at one point. Yeah. He was very cool and just like a great celebrity. You know what I mean? Like a great, like a, mm-hmm. a person that you're happy is famous and you see him on TV. Um, and he also makes music. But I just that kind of. But you didn't. You didn't grow up. You didn't grow up listening to that shit, did you, Jason? Um, I mean, a little bit. I I did just because I was like kind of like doing my homework and learning yeah. about the fundamentals of hip hop. But yeah, I was <laughs> I was never really that drawn to that the tribe called Quest De La Soul era um you know also you know we were we were kind of a little too young when it was coming out to really to really feel it as as a part of a movement you know i was more like getting into it when you know dr dre snoop biggie tupac era was was going on i guess also any old head i knew would put me on to like goody mob or outcast or you know, like Notorious B.I.G. or whatever, like that, that or J, even early Jay Z, which I think is like the only Jay Z I could stomach at this point. Um, Same. I, wow. You know. He had a he had a perfect ten years though, right? Is that early Jay Z up until he, like Blueprint Two, maybe? I would ag- I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, perfect. I think though, and we've I, I think we've talked about it on the podcast before, but like you know, hip hop is is very unkind to aging. Um, and I do think even though 444 is like extremely not my shit, at least he made music for his audience versus like trying to get Uzi to produce the album, you know, Mm. and like make it young and cool. I do respect that from a, from a artist like standpoint. Are, are people going nuts for pop smoke in LA? Uh, Um, I mean, in what way? Like one Oak isn't open, so we don't really know. (laughs) We're unable to give you an answer. But I, you know, like if, like if you're just driving down the, 
down the, yeah. down the street and you hear you know music coming out of somebody's M3, there's a there's a decent chance. I wouldn't be surprised if I heard Pop Smoke. Yo, it's all over New York. It's out of everybody's car, I swear. It's like yeah. 90% Pop Smoke and 10% that Biggie stuff that you always hear. Yeah. yeah. But, Just but despite, despite how bad the Virgil artwork was, it's still being played a lot. Dude, that album is bad. It's boring <laughs> as fuck. Like it is. It's boring. Like, am I wrong? It's no six uh, nine. I, I debated this on on my other pod, the Cookies pod. But like, it is good. But every artist goes through this life after death kind of biggie yeah. moment. And even the original Grime guys, like Dizzy Rascal, ended up making a lot of records that sounded like this with like. Mm-hmm. Different, like an R&B song, a, a, yeah. a rapper, a famous rapper, a not famous rapper. Like and, it almost feels like they're servicing like the label and the radio or something, which seems so dated. Yep. Yeah. And maybe if he was alive, rest in peace, he would have made a ton of money. And would that be a success? I mean, if it was up to us three, we'd like probably like to hear a version of him just doing his art for 40 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, but that's why we were, that's why we money. loved, you know, the the whole world of mixtape culture where it was the opposite of any of that of like all right, your your label is telling you you need to have, you know, one song for the ladies, one song for the right. old heads, one song for the for the club, you know, all that shit right. and then you just get kind of like your own album becomes a an artist compilation and it doesn't really have any real direction or theme to it which <clears throat> is just like you know it takes all the fun out of it and it becomes like all all just about making money and that's obviously where it goes bad well i I think that maybe 50 cent being involved was a misstep that's just me (laughs) i don't know about that he's he's um you know he pop smoke had a lot of early 50 cent in him you know he he could be the uh the jordan to his kobe i'm kind of with that 50 was kind of a nice little addition two quavo songs is kind of weird to me though that nobody uh, yeah quavo at this point really phones it in no matter what he's big big quavo is inescapable he really is but i i found that record to be boring i think the singles are amazing like like those like shake the room and all that 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 shit's crazy it's like undeniable but i just don't think that the record i also just think nothing should be 20 songs that it's just Mm -hmm. crazy um yeah I don't. I, I maybe it's because we grew up. So it was twelve songs, fourteen songs max was kind of the 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 deal all almost all the time. Yeah, um, but, but what about the Outcast double albums? Right, we got mm-hmm, we had yeah. to digest a lot of big albums too. But, but a double album, a double album was billed that like you knew what you were getting into. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Sure, for sure. Um, and also, uh, Outcast would put twenty songs on an album because they had twenty songs and. You know, Pop Smoke had 20 songs on the album because their label was like, we will have more chances of making more money from streams the more songs we have. It's the same logic that we have for putting out three episodes of this podcast a a week. (laughs) (laughs) Volume shooting, man. Yeah, that's what what Irving Azoff taught us. So we just follow, (laughs) you know what I mean? We just listen to our manager and it's going, I mean, it's going pretty well. But it should, they just do the same as, you know, like, uh, like, Savage Mode, 21 Savage and Metro Boom, and that that record has like less than 10 songs on it, and they all hit. There's no there's no bullshit on it. There's no filler tracks. There may be one song about like you know giving it up for the dead homies. That's kind of a a, a snoozer, but otherwise 
just put out all your good songs. Don't put out the bad ones and keep it moving. That's how you have a legendary uh, album. I, I like framing 21 Savage as a, um, a grime artist, the best grime artist ever, right? <laughs> because he's British? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, it's, 21, Dizzy Rascal, uh, Wiley, Kano, like... I, for, I, I think we all forgot that 21 Savage, all those, all those 21 Savage British memes were really funny for that week, weren't they? They were really funny. You know, we're trying, Andrew, we're trying very hard to get the streets on this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was Mike like, is Skin- that a fan from my uh, MacBook Air? My, Mike Skinner, are you, are oh you a, fa- are you a oh fan of his work? Uh, God, he, he was like the most important thing to me <laughs> for a while. Um, I could not get enough of him, man. But talk about someone who went pop, right? Like he ends up, going that turn as well and getting like an R&B singer, a diva singer, like yeah. trying to make a, a crossover record. But he mattered a lot to me in my world for sure. I'm, Man, original pirate material, get out of here. It really slaps. And I feel like it's really something that has not like, I don't think the generation below us like knows what that is. Like, I don't think it's like something that gets passed around the way that it should. I think maybe I, this, the, the generation... This generation's version of that might be something like a young, lean type of person, perhaps. Mm. That's very disappointing because young, lean is unlistenable. So I don't really <laughs> That's know. That's wrong. I, That's wrong. No, un, young, lean is fine, but he's not British and cool. He's like a dork. Yeah, but he's you know he's like an, an odd white rapper who has like a, a a different cadence and like more emotional. Yeah, it's know. it's right for the time. It's right for the time. Mm. I think when Mike Skinner came out, though, it was like, damn, white rappers can be cool. They don't have to be like Eminem. Like that, that is like, that, that was part of, he had like swag and it was cool. Chris, you know what's what up I mean? with that, your boy Eminem and Kid Cudi having like a comic book together? Is that what I saw? It's an, it's, it's going to be it? an out. Al- it's going to be an album that I laugh at like a comic book. Um, <laughs> I'm, I think it comes out tomorrow. Wow. So there's it's- a, there's an Eminem and Kid Cudi just album i think i don't know if it's an album or a song i i truly didn't even want to look because i care so little um <laughs> Damn, bro. but shout out i don't to eminem man he had, he had a moment like no was, shout out to eminem we do not we are an anti-eminem no, podcast. <laughs> i'm not anti-eminem god but, that that mixtape when that was circulating before his album that was crazy like hmm. i feel like new york cared a lot about him no, 100%. I mean, he was huge. He was like a massive star. Like, yeah. no, no, you know, I mean, there's no question. I, I just don't like, he really doesn't age well. He, he yeah. really, he really, I mean, look, I love a sober king, but he did, <laughs> he did not, um, he has not aged well. And I just feel like the music feels dated. But I mean, look, he puts out a record, comes in number one. So what do I know? It's crazy. It's like thinking about these artists' bass is weird. And my lasting memory of him is remember he was on some award show and he was like, I'm going to drop a political bomb. And he was in like a parking garage with all of his dudes. And at the mm. end of like some rap, he's like, fuck Trump. I'm like, that's it? Well, that's look, all you've got? Royce de 5'9 got him pumped up and then he finally <laughs> dropped right. the he dropped the, the, the Trump bomb. Do not but come for Royce. I, I would never. Royce is my favorite D12 affiliate. Um, but I there. don't. I don't really uh, RIP to uh um uh, what's the guy's name? Obi Trice Trice? 
No, p- the purple pills. The purple pills is a slap. That's actually a slap. <laughs> it's, it's no my band, but it's pretty good. <laughs> Damn, purple pill. I forgot about. I'm gonna put that shit on. When we finish this podcast. TJ, fun fact: I was in the my band video. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Wait, what? Yeah, TJ. Just as a background extra, I didn't have a I didn't have a, a featured part or anything in it. He's a t- Dim Jeans is a famous music video extra because of his height. No shit. Mm. What other videos were you in? Um, Britney Spears every time. What? <laughs> you know that video? I mean, I think so. Stephen Dorff, where she oh, where she kills yes, herself in the yes. bathtub. Yep, yep. You were in that video. I played That's a cool. a ravenous paparazzo. How do you do these gigs? Like, were you a ravenous tall paparazzo, and they were like, you'd be perfect for this? No, no. I just had a like a you know a, a terrible textbook Hollywood casting director person that like I went I, I I went to one video casting for Buck Cherry um, <laughs> with uh, with a couple you mentioned jungle music earlier with a couple of my friends who are a part of the jungleist community <laughs> and 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 I made I made the cut I got in there wow. um, you know mostly as Chris mentioned because of my my height um, but also I had a very cool look probably. Yeah. Not to diminish your cool look. I, and then, I, yeah. And then from there they were just like, well, you know, like we'll just keep calling you for these auditions. And then I got a, I got an agent that was like, he lived in some like apartment by, um, Runyon Canyon. And I think he <laughs> died. And then he died. He was what? What? He, he died like from like mysterious <laughs> circumstances, you know. He like one of those like owed, he was owed somebody money. He, he may have been Hollywood suicided. Yeah. What? Wow. But um, like, the, I mean, the game, the world of of like music video extra, like agency representation, it has to be a, you know a slimy world because it's just like here's three hundred people who are getting paid. $100 for 12 hours of labor and just go out and wrangle them and you make 10% of that and like you just work like a dog for a month and make three grand hmm. my, my dream gig is to be like a token Asian on like a Best Buy commercial Ooh. or like you know there's always like these like Asians that always cycle through commercials and show up in like Judd Apatow movies but mm-hmm. I just want to be like the token Asian in in like a fast food commercial, Best Buy, mm-hmm. what like a one eight hundred mattress commercial? I don't. I know. think that's pretty doable for you, to be honest. I mean, you know, I I, I don't see why you couldn't achieve these goals. You yeah, live I in could, New York. You live in New York, baby. It's, it's, being, it's yeah. Hollywood too. You know? you have the Genius Bar <laughs> polo shirt on. You have the Geek Squad <laughs> polo on. Somebody right. brings in the iPad that they can't get it to work, and then you grab it and you flip it. Because they had it upside down the whole time, and they go, "Oh!" And I catch it with chopsticks. This Asian guy yeah. rocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was I made the cut for a, a Coca Cola ad at one point, but they killed the whole campaign where I had to argue about deep dish versus uh, thin crust pizza while drinking a Coca Cola. That sounds fuck? like real. That that sounds literally like a page ripped from your life. <laughs> Pretty much, right? It's like, can you argue about this asinine food thing on camera? I'm like, yes, I can. Yes, Roll I can. Lifetime. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work out. I was bummed, but it was not even that fun. Where do you stand on Chicago Deep Dish as our closing question as we're rounding that rounding that third base? 
it's bullshit. No, no, I'm <laughs> kind of ag- agnostic. I like thin crust because I grew up with that. But is it still pizza? Mm. That is a question. I don't. I don't. I would not say it is pizza, but I do kind of like deep dish. I'll have it once a year, but otherwise, what I'm not would, really but what, if it's not pizza, then what is it? A quiche? Is, oh, it, <laughs> is it just like bread? Uh, is it? I, I would bread. say it is more similar to a quiche. Like, yeah. I don't like it myself, but I, I, I'm, I'm not an expert. What about Detroit style? Have you had that? It's like, yeah. It's kind of a cross between the two. It's fried, right? Um, it's not, it's not I, fried, but it's in, it's in a square kind of deep little dish Little Caesars wise. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually like making it. one this evening. Oh. Where's my you? invite, bitch? Let me get a bite. <laughs> <laughs> did you make it or did you like buy it from somewhere like frozen and get it shipped to you? Come on, fam. I'm making it from scratch, baby. I what? made the dough this morning. Oh, my. You're still on that COVID bread making. That's, no, this is TJ Lifestyle. Well, wow. we yeah it. we 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 were having construction at the crib for the last month, so I haven't been able to use my kitchen at all, and I've been eating nothing but. Um, I know all about this takeout food. You already know what it is. So I'm, yeah. I'm I've just you know in the last couple of days been able to start chefing it up. So now um, I'll, I'll heart that shit for sure. <laughs> heart Great, that, please. Love to see it, <laughs> uh, Andrew. A pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. It was awesome. Big fan of the pod. Thanks, buddy. Later, guys. Later, man. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.